0: You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck.
1: The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys,
2: what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the geeks watch i am steven <laughs> along with my fellow hosts and co-hosts mm-hmm. uh, mitch introduce yourself
3: hey i'm mitch and uh, this week on the geeks watch geeks watch we're starting a brand new show mm-hmm. it's cursed on, on netflix it's a netflix original called cursed based off a book all about the bringing up of the lady of the lake Nimue. yeah, yeah.
4: The Lady of the Lake, a retelling of the Arthur myth from the point of view of the Lady of the Lake. I guess it's like a prequel to the Arthur myth, kind of. But Arthur is way too old. Yeah, is
1: that what this is supposed to be? So (laughs) yes, she's gonna get killed, and she's gonna just like while she's drowning, here, Arthur, take this, and then, wow, look, we don't even have to finish it. You didn't.
0: (laughs) Kind (laughs) (laughs) of. John, I very much appreciate your your honesty. I really do.
3: So, and when we We get into that later, oh, we should say
2: we should say who the book is by. It's pertinent to a lot of the people who would be listening to us. Okay,
3: who's the book by? Frank Miller. Yeah, oh, that's right,
2: Thomas Wheeler. Mm -hmm.
3: So, if you've watched things like Three Hundred or Sin City, The the Spirit, yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll like to know that he originally wrote Curse. Was it a graphic novel or was it a no. novel? No, novel?
4: it is a novel novel, but with pictures in it. So it's. So of,
3: then you didn't get Frank Miller art. Congratulations,
2: it's in there. Yeah,
4: yeah, you like Frank Miller is. art. Oh, sorry. It's, yeah, it's 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 all Frank Miller <laughs> in there. It's just not a graphic novel. It is a novel with pictures in it. Like every ten or so, like like it's just. I know there's a word for what this is. Occasionally so.
2: illustrated novel. Yeah,
4: it's an illustrated novel. There you go. That is what it is. It's illustrated novel. So every 10 pages or so, you get an image of what is
2: happening in the book. Did any of you guys read Stardust by any chance as the illustrated book?
0: Yes. No.
2: Yeah, with like the Charles Vest illustrations? That, yes. like, that one's like my top tier one for that. It's very good
3: mm-hmm. like, mm, choice. Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to get into later when we talk about the first five episodes of curse because we're going to do the whole season in two weeks. But before we get to that, let's get to our week's watch. So Elizabeth, what did you watch this week?
0: So because we had five episodes of this to watch and I had a very busy week. uh, The only thing I watched is my uh, go-to in the evenings just before bed. uh, The great British (laughs) (laughs) bake-off, which I am rewatching. Well,
3: not anymore. Not
0: anymore Rewatching. We went back onto Netflix and found uh, The Great British Bake Off, The Beginnings. So the very first seasons that weren't originally on Netflix, because they were just on BBC.
3: It's just The, the Bake Off?
0: <laughs> yeah. Just The Bake Off.
3: <laughs> Before yeah. it was great?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. no. In, in the UK, they only call it, like, Bake Off or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. it's Illegal Reasons.
3: Oh,
0: okay. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, going back to watching that, very happy to see because we did just rewatch. Oh, it was a rewatch for me, a first time watch through for Mitch of the entirety of the Great British Bake Off. The traditional setting. Um, and so I was glad to get back to Mel and Sue and Mary Berry as j- hosts and judges.
2: And
3: judges, yeah. Not, she, he's, she's not a fan of Noel Clark. No, not Clark. Noel Fielding. No
2: Fielding? You don't like
0: Noel Fielding? He's so sweet, though. I, he's very sweet. I don't like him for this.
2: His I, hair. It's the hair.
0: Is that the well, guy
1: from the Bloody Boosh? Yep. yep. <laughs> I,
0: think, I think Mel and Sue's backgrounds more in stand-up comedy as opposed to comedic acting fit better for the banter required here. It feels too staged with um, Neil and... Uh, Noel. Sandy. Noel and Sandy. Because they're both comedic actors as opposed to stand-up comedians, I believe. I think, uh, he,
2: he does, I think he does improv also, but I do think he would still be a person who does more acting stuff. Yeah.
0: So mm. Those feel much more staged than the banter between Mel and Sue in the original.
3: Mm. And That's fair.
0: Well, I like Prue Mary Berry. I liked more as a judge. I thought she was a better balance to Paul Hollywood, who's has an is always an ass but that's <laughs> part of his charm, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Question. Yeah. So British, yeah. Ju-
3: British male judge has to be a jerk about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds about right. So,
0: and I'm obsessed with food and baking things. And I appreciate that. Unlike American cooking and baking shows, this isn't about like what like twists and turns can we throw at you? It's like, no, literally we just want the best version of X like you know know your set amount of time you know with the exception of the technical you know your set amount of time you know what you're doing you have time to prepare we literally just want your best product um which i appreciate because then you actually get to see good baking techniques and interesting flavor combinations and those kinds of things so i always i
2: just want to point out that your whole week then was spent with watching a series that's the origin of the lady of, of the lake and then watching going back to the origin of the ladies of the cake, the bake.
3: Yes. Wow. yes. Uh, how long did you wait? Like, what, At what point during her talking did you come up with this?
2: As soon as I stopped last time. <laughs> I was like,
0: no, no, I didn't say it. <laughs> yes, you oh, yeah. are correct, Stephen. Yes, that is what I spent my week doing.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, it's better than my joke because I was going to be like, "Oh, this is very fitting with the last couple weeks of the internet just being obsessed with things that are cake that aren't supposed to be cake."
0: Yes.
2: Now, what if what if someone just brought out a thing that was supposed to be cake and then just wasn't? They they go to cut into it; it's just like two Goodyear tires. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the fuck? You you frosted these? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and
0: it's the cake is a lie. So yep. oh yeah, Another internet meme. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, an, an illusion cake. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so that's on Netflix. Yep. So there's the Great British Bake Off, the Great British Bake Off: The Beginnings, the Great British Bake Off Christmas, the Great British Bake Off Masterclass,
3: Masterclass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Great <laughs> British. <laughs> there's like six or seven of the options. So you can just find them all on Netflix and they're great before bed. Cause there's no, you just get to enjoy it. <laughs> you don't have to think about it.
3: There you go. Great British Bake Off beginnings on Netflix. Enjoy it. Go away hungry. Steven, <laughs> on your week's watch.
2: Uh, so this week I picked up an anime series that was kind of one. It was one of the biggest hits of the last okay. anime season. Um, It's it's a series called "Keep Your Hands Off Isaacin." Um, The the whole pitch for it, I swear to God, (laughs) like so. There's a big trend in anime right now where the names for everything are longer. Um, It's there was a series a while back. um, Oh goodness, they're they're just like full on questions now. It's ridiculous. But (laughs) um, keep your hands off Isaacin. The the story for it is that there are these. These two friends. One's this like really tall, like curmudgeonly kind of lady. Um, that high school students. Um, like tall lady who's like really just like, uh, I don't know. She, she's an odd character. And then a short little one who's a real weirdy pants. She always has this little like um little bucket hat on that's all camo and little camo backpack and everything. She's really like really peculiar. Um, and the the shorter one, she loves. Uh, she, she wants to make anime. And so, she, like, she decides to try to make anime, but she's too, like, socially awkward and everything to try to actually go and be in the anime club. Uh, and so, she convinces this tall friend of hers to go with her to an anime screening for the anime club, who's showing a classic anime. Um, and while they're there, they... They're, there's a girl who's, like, this, like, popular, like, semi-professional model who who's there, like, one of the other students, um, and she's running away from these other... Really, these two characters who are, like, security guys I guess like guys in sunglasses and suits uh and they're trying to chase her down because they were given orders by her parents not to let her join the anime club um so through a whole set of circumstances these three people end up working together to make anime and it's the cutest sweetest nicest most like ener- <laughs> like creatively energetic anime it's it's so very special special and unique. Um, it's it's one of the most wonderful things I've seen in prob- like, possibly like 10 years for anime. Uh, so, I end up like deciding to watch like one episode each day and then I watch two. And it's too many <laughs> because I'm going to end up ending the series sooner that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's so unique that there's nothing else that you can compare it to?
2: Oh, no, I would compare it to Aoi Hono. Um, there's, it's a series called Blue Blazes, if you translate it. Um, the, Blue Blazes is a semi-fictional retelling of a a manga artist's life when he went to art school, where he essentially went to art school with all of these other people who would go on to be ridiculously influential manga and anime creators, but they did that one live action, and that guy's kind of an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a very different version of that. This one is very sweet, heartwarming, pretty, like, it's family-friendly. Not to say that Blue Blazes isn't, but... This this one's very good. Um, you can watch it on HBO, uh, on HBO Max. It's in the Crunchyroll section. But if you like anime, if you're a person who draws or makes anything else that's like a visual medium or anything, it's very
3: sweet. Okay, well, that is on. I'm gonna. I you know what? I blanked on the title already, but uh, it... keep,
2: keep your hands off, Isaacan. It's it's keep your hands off of like film, because they they name their club the Film Club instead of anime so they can get it past her parents (laughs) it's a very good set of characters it's it's really nice (laughs) keep your hands off
3: isaacan i keep wanting to see anakin and that's (laughs) gonna start a whole another conversation with at least two people in the group
4: Uh, i do i do want to say that if you like that because it's so sweet and heartwarming it reminds me it's not about manga but there's one called a place Further than the Universe, which is about mm-hmm. a group of girls that go down to Antarctica, and that was very heartwarming and beautiful and family friendly, and hmm. one of my top animes. So I would recommend that. And I think that's on Crunchyroll. I don't know what else it's on, but
2: okay, like Crunchyroll proper, or in like the HBO Crunchyroll, because I don't pay for
3: Crunchyroll.
4: Uh, proper, but I pay for Crunchyroll. So hit me.
3: Does up. the HBO <laughs> Crunchyroll not have all of Crunchyroll on it? They have a Crunchyroll
2: selection same as so, all the other yeah. things like um their cartoon network selection different things like that.
4: Yeah, look look for it because I watched it a year ago and this one won awards, so it might they might have it on the HBO one cuz it was really okay. popular.
2: So And what was the name again?
4: A Place Further Than the Universe.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'll have to look that one up. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So if you uh are interested in watching that anime, once again, you should just go and talk to Steven online on Twitter cuz he's <laughs> always coming in with yeah. anime but also uh, come
2: find me on twitter i just launched an art twitter you it's, did. um if, if you come find me on twitter as I, as peppermint gent you'll see it in my bio come by
3: so it's peppermint gent without all the e or all the yeah l- n- no your art one yeah. right Yeah, mm-hmm. uh which is uh, on country roll again all right so jessica what yes. did you watch this week
4: uh i watched what you watched not that long ago i watched palm springs on hulu oh Hey. Yeah. I <laughs> really liked it, even though it led to a major argument between my father and I about the endings so, really yes
2: is is it like it, like whether it was good
4: no, not whether it was good, but whether how it ended basically, so I don't know if it is it too soon to talk about spoilers yet on that one. can't remember how long it's been
3: out uh, it's been out for a week it's and like a half no. It's only a week and a half. It doesn't...
0: Okay, this contains spoilers, so if <laughs> you don't want this, uh, skip ahead five minutes. Well, That's it all. Might, I it's mean, <laughs> is,
3: you, first you yeah. got to check with Steven and, and John first. Either one of them care about spoilers. <laughs> I've I've watched this. Oh, you watched it? Okay. Yeah. I
2: don't yeah. even know
1: what this is, so. <laughs>
2: okay. John, you'll all like right. it. You'll like it. I'll you might it. not want spoilers. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't care it. about
1: spoilers.
4: Do Do you care?
2: I don't. No, I think he'll care about this one. I think John will care about this one.
1: All right, I'm gonna headphones off. Thirty seconds. I'm gonna take my headphones off, and then I want you waving wildly when it's Uh done. Okay,
4: Okay. got it. I I wave wildly when I talk, though. But okay. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) um, so the ending. He had an issue with the ending. He thought that they didn't get out. They. He thought that they just got in another loop on the next day.
2: Ooh, I would. Yeah. Can, Can I can I wave my hands now? No. no not
3: quite yet we're gonna discuss what they thought in here depth, in depth yeah. a little bit in depth because i need to talk to someone about this show <laughs> this movie oh no so that's now wrong. john i would say that if they didn't get out of the time loop they died that's why you see the dinosaurs
4: yeah, that's, that's a good one. But see, like, my whole dad's idea on why they didn't get out of the time loop was, to, and he told me, as a writer, he told me, immortality is the happy ending.
2: Bullshit. And
4: I was like, no, it's not. And he's like, of course I it is. And I was like, you have not read enough. I was like, you have not, like, the human brain does not, like, it was a huge argument over whether or not them continuing in the loop would be the happy ending.
0: And
3: yeah.
4: I, and he, he thought that they remained in the loop because he all of a sudden remembered the dog. And he was like, why would they go back to that house if they weren't still in a loop just for the next day? And I was mm-hmm. like, but because they like that house?
3: And I, they are still on vacation, I, technically?
4: I know. I was like, I was perfectly happy with the ending until he was like, oh, see, they're stuck in another loop. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about?
3: I think they oh. got out. I, I, I think, I they, think they got out as well, but what, how do you explain the dinosaurs? What do you mean? I think,
4: you know, what the sh- dinosaurs at the very
2: end. There so are do you
3: dinosaurs the dinosaurs they, the they the see end. earlier when they're on the mushrooms yeah. and okay, those show up again at the very end.
2: Dinosaurs can still be there.
3: That that's immaterial to whether they got out or not. That
2: happened before and after. The- there's yeah. there's weird shit going on was- inside that inside that time loop. But uh, yeah. J.K. Simmons is still in it. Andy Samberg loop. is not.
4: Yeah. True. Still the
2: same
0: time but, loop.
4: The dinosaurs might not be in the time loop. The dinosaurs might be there as a result of the energy from the time loop. They might just always be there, regardless. Or they're of the dead. Way. Or they're dead. <laughs> I don't like that ending
2: even more.
3: I don't they really dead. get to spend the rest of eternity Wait, with each I'm, other. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm <laughs> going to wave my hands for John. Okay.
3: <laughs> nope. He's look. He's only looking at Jessica. We okay
2: because yeah, okay. like, I, d- I don't want to keep it going too long For anyone who's trying to skip past things In the audio even, you know
0: I mean, I said five minutes I, I gave a time
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, five minutes is so long For John to have his headphones off
1: even Maybe a minute Okay, that's good
3: So in this time loop movie And that's what it's about, John is It's time loop like Groundhog Day You remember when I talked about it a week ago Okay, so uh, it's been out for two weeks, by the way. It Has it been out for two weeks? Okay.
2: Yeah, since the tenth. Uh,
3: how you 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 ended up liking it? But how does it compare to other for you other time loop movies?
4: Actually, it actually might be my favorite time loop
3: movie. Ooh. All right. Movie.
4: Right. I is like. I fresh and Doll is still very good and like, top show of it, but like movie wise, I think this one switched it up enough that. It was enjoyable, and I especially like the that it, the psychology of it a little bit, and I especially like what the, um, I can't remember her name, but what the lead female character ends up doing to solve their problem. I think that was the best solution ever.
2: <laughs> I, I feel so bad that for that lady. It. Yeah. Think about her her life has been awful. Like she apparently escaped from the USS Callister, and then was going to uh, her sister's wedding. And then had all this crap happen. Like, what the fuck?
3: Don't forget she met Ted Mosby along the way.
2: Well, that's afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she dies. <laughs> she dies. <laughs> <laughs> so weird, this thing.
3: <laughs> Anyways, um, there was a... What was it I was going to ask? Oh, yeah. Uh, I I find it the most interesting not the most interesting, but one of the super interesting parts of the movie is that he's been in the time. Andy Samberg's character has been in the time loop so long. He can't remember what his job was before the time loop, like his Mm -hmm. everyday going to job. That's how long he's been in there.
4: Yeah. He's, he's also been in there long enough to know what are the best ways to die to get out of it. And the worst days to die. It's It's
3: true. So morbid,
4: but so perfect for,
3: how it would actually be. <laughs> uh, okay. Palm Springs on Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Uh, anything else, Jessica? No, that's about it. Okay. John, what did you watch this week?
1: Well, I watched a couple of things. <clears throat> During my live tweet this week, I watched a uh, a movie that you had sort of not quite recommended, but uh, I heard yep. you talk about. And um, I was like, well, this can't possibly be worse than Beverly Laughlin. And to my pleasant surprise, uh, I thought this movie was actually really damn good. (laughs) Uh, I thought this movie uh, was well done, well written, a good story. Um, All these things I cannot say about an evening with Beverly (laughs) Laughlin. Other than um, that one was just awkwardly trying to be quirky. Uh I don't know. I really liked everything about Ingrid Goes West. Uh, to me it was like a female Joker in a weird way. Um and
3: to get the did full make details, that comparison? Huh? I said you did make that comparison in your tweet. Or I did, in
1: your yeah. She's basically just a character that's uh, you know, definitely has some kind of untreated um social disorder, <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, but deep down inside, she just wants to belong She just wants to connect with someone um, But, you know, she's a crazy person So she goes about it all the wrong ways But I still think it was just really well done um, Again, this is definitely not in the same ballpark In my opinion As a, a evening with Beverly Loughlin uh, That movie should just be burned And like every <laughs> digital copy scrapped from the internet um, But that being said I definitely had a good run through of my experience watching it on my Twitter account. So if anybody really wants to relive that moment, maybe sync up the movie with my tweets. It won't make any sense, but they're not like timestamped or anything. Uh, But you can basically see the whole progression of what I went through watching that movie. What I really want to talk about is a movie I didn't have a lot of hope for and ended up surprising the hell out of me. Uh, I watched Doctor Sleep
3: now that's a great movie
1: yes and i'm surprised that we can't agree on some things and others which are so far (laughs) apart but yes i totally agree that this was just a well-done movie of in and of its own but it's also a worthwhile sequel to the shining not only that but i found it interesting kind of on the meta that this is a book written by stephen king who hated the adaptation of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, but yet this book feels like it was a sequel to the movie, not to his original book.
2: I mean, just imagine he was like, you know, I'm going to take your thing, and I'm going to make it better.
3: Except for in Stanley Kubrick's movie, the, don't they blow up the, the hotel?
1: No, that was in the uh, Stephen Weber version.
3: Oh, Okay. So in the original book, they blew up the hotel.
1: Yes. And that's why I'm thinking they did that here. Cause I feel like at some point, Stephen King was like, I'm going to get my <laughs> end, motherfucker, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> but then
3: in, they, in the Doctor Sleep book, do they go back to the hotel?
1: I'm guessing they do. I haven't read the book. I actually kind of really want to now just to kind of oh. out the differences. But I'm assuming <laughs> that uh, this was this followed very closely to the book. Um, that being said, this was just so well done. Like you and McGregor did a really understated job as Danny, in my opinion. Um, not only is this a worthwhile sequel, I, the one thing I was really afraid of is that it was going to try to ape the uh, Stanley Kubrick style of cinematography, and it kind of does a little bit, but then it becomes its own thing. And I mean, if you're a fan of the, the Shining, you'll see right away what I'm talking about. There's some scenes that are like straight up blocked exactly the same. Uh, there's a like the scene where uh, Ewan McGregor is talking to the Bruce Greenwood character in his office and like basically <laughs> offering him a job. Yep. Exactly shot, framed, even though I think the wall color is exactly the same yep. as uh, the interview scene with... Uh, Jack Nicholson and the guy that hires him to do the the caretaker work uh, for the hotel. And I'm like, wow, that's actually like, I'm not mad at this. This is actually kind of neat.
3: Yeah, doc, uh, director uh, Mike Flanagan goes into like a whole thing about how he picked certain shots to make sure it looked exactly the same.
2: <laughs> yeah, Mike Flanagan's name always messes me up. I always think Walt Flanagan.
3: <laughs> From Comic Book Man?
2: Yeah, and I'm like, damn, that guy really, he, he moved up in the world. <laughs> you nope. Know?
3: Nope, not same guy. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, it just... And my favorite thing about this, which I also wasn't expecting, and I made a comparison in our previous conversations about this, um, this feels like it's an expansion of the, the world that this takes place in, in much the same way that I feel like M. Night Shyamalan tried to do with uh, Unbreakable and Glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately, I feel like the, he missed the mark, and I feel like this did it right. Where you find out that there is a much bigger world in which The Shining takes place. Uh, you know, there's different kinds of powers. It definitely connects now more to like the grander Stephen King verse. Um, I even feel like this kind of also can relate a bit to the other show that we watched uh, prior to this, uh, The Outsider. Oh, yeah. With uh, that, with uh, essentially being, you know, people who have the gift, but then there's also races of like essentially monsters they all kind of like live and work in the shadows Mm. and there's just a lot of really cool stuff in here like i don't want to give too much away but i kind of saw where the ending was coming and i was like oh i see how this is going to fit in because they set something up way early in the beginning and i was like yeah that they haven't talked about that in a while that's going to figure in here in the ending and it did and when they do it it still was like that was damn cool (laughs) just overall just really cool like i i feel like it's it's not even really an ending it's really like a good opening or setup for like a much grander story now because we know now that this is like the the shining was just one small sliver in this whatever this contained universe actually is and it was kind of exciting i'm like wow i haven't felt genuinely surprised by a movie like this in a while. I was really uh, enjoying it.
3: The thing is, is though that what I and trust me, I loved the movie too. But a lot of people I've heard c- criticize it is that it's uh, it's more of a superhero movie than it is a sequel to The Shining. Like The Shining is a straight up horror, and you know they're isolated in the the Overlook Hotel. Whereas this movie is more uh, that young the young actress or the young character, uh, the little the the girl character, you know coming to understand her powers and stuff like that. And she is a badass. I love that character.
1: Yeah, and that and I could totally see that. That's absolutely justifiable because I mean, we are in an era of superheroes now where like that's like 80% of the market share for cinema. But the comparison's not unwarranted. But this is definitely something much more because it goes far beyond. You know, it talks about how there's people who have abilities that just never really know it. You know, they just might be slightly more intuitive. Um, But there's also the supernatural aspect of it, which doesn't feature that much in a lot of our mainstream superheroes with a few rare exceptions. Uh, You know, maybe like with your Constantine's barely kind of starting to scratch that surface with Doctor Strange. No, this goes full-blown like, you know, soul vampires, basically. Like this could be in the same realm as uh, Cat's Eye. With uh, you know, the that steam that they call it, the, the essence of the person that contains their power. And I also thought it was kind of funny that the way that they hold those people's souls, I guess, or their energy, was like the same way that they held um Pierce from community when he died. They basically yeah. put his body or his ashes or his like essence into these little jars. I thought that was I mean,
2: that was funny. because of his religion.
1: It's, yeah. <laughs> so now Community could technically be in the Shining Universe.
3: Yep. Sure.
1: <laughs> 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 like so I, I, what ahead. was that, Steven? Go ahead.
3: I assume that you watched the Director's Cut version, John?
1: Um, I watch whatever's on HBO right now. I don't know if that's the, the full length. Do you, do you remember how long it was? It was like an hour and... 50 minutes, almost two hours.
3: Oh, so then, yeah, you did not watch the director's cut. The director's cut, I believe, is two hours and 20 minutes.
1: Okay. Well, maybe that was the one I watched. I'm not sure. I can't remember minutes to hours conversion. It's confusing. <laughs> uh, okay.
3: Did you have anything else you want to
1: talk about? Uh, that's pretty much it. Check out my tweets. Uh, I think I'm going to start doing my Aubrey Plaza movies every Wednesday on Twitter. You did.
2: You had a, You have a thing on the website.
1: Oh, and I guess if you want to say more about me, uh, you can read up my most recent article, the top five unexplained questions I have for Star Trek The Next Generation. It's just like listening to me talk without actually having to hear my voice.
3: <laughs> so, you remember in the last couple months, John's week's watches were rewatching Star Trek The Next Generation. This is a culmination of that and what it is that he felt was still unanswered going out of the series into the movies
1: yes the next one will be top five ladies of uh picard's love life okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh so then speaking
3: of the, f- the funny that you brought up community because my week's watch was the last season of community so if yahoo anybody- year, what? i'm sorry what who year the yahoo year that is correct the last well. season of Yahoo was not on, or of Yahoo of Community was not on NBC they went to uh, community or they went to Yahoo and it was a very weird thing that Yahoo was trying to do TV at the time Uh, you still had to go and you you could only watch it once a week like the episodes dropped once a week and uh, they really didn't do anything for not being under the TV ratings. So like as in they didn't show anything more, they didn't say curse words, they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't go bloody or anything like that. And now, no, Shirley wasn't there. Shirley wasn't there. Pierce the already guy, Troy was mm-hmm. gone a couple seasons earlier. That new character they brought in
2: is just awful.
3: <laughs> I I like Elroy. So getting into I've rewatched Community before, but like not the last season because it was on Yahoo. Uh, rewatching the last season this time for the first time, like it was enjoyable. There was a lot of enjoyable parts of it. Um, they definitely try and focus more on the Chang character because Ken Jeong had become a lot more popular. Um, and his character's always been crazy. And, I didn't mean Elroy. Oh,
2: I had to look up his name. I-, I would never hate anything that Keith David did ever. Bear.
3: So the new character. <laughs> anyway. of-
2: brewster the the administer the administration kind of lady
3: yeah Paget Brewster's character, yeah I, I mean i I like her in everything like she's since criminal minds she's been a favorite. she's the voice of poison ivy most of the time in the animated
2: oh, she, she does a whole lot of voices she's great in so many other things <laughs> community was a well oiled machine before
1: ivy mean, a lot of drunk histories
3: she's in <laughs> a lot of drunk histories as well, uh so yeah, I, I I rewatched that. There the the last scene of the last episode is a very once you know the show is known for its meta ness is the advertisement for Community the board game, and it it so ends the show on a downer, but it's so like perfect just for Community in the way that you're you like they explain that we're in a board game and we're in a commercial for a board game. And you don't, you were never born, you don't exist. It means we'll never actually live, and it just goes to black. And It's just like, <laughs> <that's> awesome. <laughs> and funny thing is, Justin Roiland did a voice for a character in the show in that last episode, uh, Mr. Cube, Ice Cube Head. And it's like you can hear uh, Morty in there. And it's, I was like, oh, that's before Rick and Morty was a thing. So that's interesting.
2: It's, I wonder, uh, they would have already been working together on stuff for sure. Something you, else,
3: yeah, right. Because
2: he did a bunch of stuff.
3: Yeah, but I I it's, I think it's a great it's it's a great show. Um, they still need to get the the movie out of six seasons in a movie, and mm-hmm. they talk about it uh, often when they go to do their uh uh reunions and stuff like that. So it's it could be fun. Um, the other thing I kind of watch I watched the first three episodes of is uh Black Monday on Showtime. It's Don Cheadle's show, set in 1985, a year before the 1986 stock market crash, and it is—it's funny, but it's also very raunchy and very much 80s. Like there's Coke everywhere, there's (laughs) terrible hairdos and outrageous fucking clothing. So, uh, if you like Don Cheadle or Paul Shear or Regina Hall, uh, definitely give this one a watch. Okay. All that being said, let's get into Cursed on Netflix.
4: Yep. So Cursed is based off of, I think we mentioned before, the Frank Miller and Thomas Wheeler book. And the book was published in 2019. The show came out in 2020. So basically, these were both worked on at the exact same time, which I can't (laughs) even imagine doing as a writer. (laughs) Um, So you're
3: you're saying there's not a bunch of fanfare for this book yet?
4: No, I... I, (laughs) It just came out it just yeah. came out and i don't even think it was that because i hadn't it hadn't been on my radar until the show happened and i was like how do i not know about this like this sounds like something i would have picked up if i saw it in a bookstore um but nope it was just one of those you already have your name out there we're gonna go ahead and do a show for you and let you do a book at the same time kind of sort of just great things And i think you've Steven mentioned on something else that it seems to be a a running theme with at least comic book shows that the comic book comes out and the show comes out really quick. Like you make the comic book for the sake of the show.
2: Yeah. Like skybound or yeah. Skybound seems to be like essentially like farm to table.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that's all, that's all Robert Kirkman. Like the, he found as soon as he got, he hit it big with the walking dead as a tv show like everybody was coming at him like hey what's your next thing so he's like i might as well make a comic book and then sell it off and get people to buy it so like I, that's, that's the same thing that happened with uh, Keanu reeves and his new berserker comic book like the the idea they were like how about you make it a comic book first and then we'll make it into a movie like yeah. kind of
4: and let's and, go ahead and make that
2: character look exactly like you Keanu reeves well, yeah. and, and now, like, we have a lot of that kind of stuff where they're actually using their likenesses a lot more, like uh, Excellence with Michael B. Jordan. Like, it's just... They're just going straight to it.
4: Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Interesting. I mean, I guess you get all your money at the exact same time, but still, on a writer. <laughs> I, <think> right. <laughs> I could possibly work on two things like that at once. I like the amount of coffee and other drugs that these people have to be taking to do
0: this. Are yeah. they perhaps writing the book by committee because they're also writing it in a s- screenplay version at the same time in <laughs> a writer's room? <laughs> I, don't
2: know, I don't know if don't they know. give them that specific of a thing for it because I feel like watching the show... And I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun on this one. Watching the show, it feels like they had bullet points, a few essential quotes, and then uh-huh. everything else was filled in like on the day, at the, on the set.
4: Yeah, it, it does follow the book relatively well I'm only halfway I stopped reading the book because I didn't want to like really compare the show to the book and I actually but I actually ended up reading about the right amount anyway for the amount of episodes that we watched Um, there is one change that I'm not quite for sure why they changed it and then there's another change that they did that I'm all for and wish it was in the book which I may mention later um but um The whole point is this is based off of the King Arthur myth. Um, It does have all the characters that you have in King Arthur. They're just, everything else is mixed up. And the main thing is the focus and main character is a young teenage fae called Nimue. And she is based off of, and it's fairly obviously based off of the lady of the lake and Frank Miller Miller even talks about how he and Thomas were talking about there's The Lady of the Lake is such a mysterious, she's mentioned like in a paragraph in the original King Arthur myth of being this fey woman that, you know, as they say in Monty Python, she like presents the sword to King Arthur and therefore officially declares him the one true king, Um, which is something that a lot of current movie representations of the Arthur myth just ignore and Excalibur is always the sword and the stone. When, in truth, Excalibur is what the Lady of the Lake wields. He gets it later after he becomes the king, in a way. So it it definitely is a character that I've always wanted to go further into after reading the myth. Because it's just, who is this lady? Why is she in the lake? Why does she have Excalibur? <laughs> like just And so it, I definitely could see why they got the inspiration from it. But it flips so many other things about the myth that... Literally, the only thing that's the same from the myth is the characters' names themselves.
3: <laughs> like,
4: yeah. That's it. And it, not that King Arthur is one of my favorite myths. And it does pull from that theme of the King Arthur myth, which is that King Arthur was sort of written in order to pull away from pagan beliefs and then bring in Christianity yeah. and kind of sort of balance it in a way was it has both pagan ideas and it has also christian ideas and king arthur myth is kind of sort of used as the bridge between pagan religion and christianity in kind of a way is one of the ways it was introduced to people so it does kind of sort of have that theme and it shows that at the time there was a lot of imbalance between pagan and mean ass catholic christians coming in to just destroy everything pagan
2: (laughs) yeah we still have christmas trees and wreaths well we do but that's how
4: like using myths like king arthur is how they kept mm-hmm. those pagan ideas it's i mean st patrick's day is the same thing st patrick used um our, the clover for his holy trinity which mm-hmm. is pagan for luck but now oh no it's it's lucky because it's holy like it's jesus so
1: <laughs> it's jesus
2: now, i don't know about you guys but personally um i don't know if i just grew up with too much of it a lot of um like uh, Arthurian stuff was mixed into sci fi and fantasy in a big way. The Mist of Avalon books and everything, obviously, yeah. um, from the 80s, 90s, like those were ridiculously popular and very big books for my mom. So I grew up with I was just steeped in it. So I've been pretty done with Arthurian <laughs> things yeah. for, for quite some time. Um, the most recent one where I was actually like, oh, okay, yeah, it was Once in Future, the comic by Karen Gillen. Um, I, I think that that might have... I only had so much room left over after that one, letting that one in. Uh, having this one come in and also be Arthur and stuff. Like, I'm... Nope. I'm full. I'm done. I don't I think, want more of it. Yeah. The other
4: thing that this one sort of has too much of is typical young adult
2: tropes. It is yeah, like, very young adult Like episode 5? <laughs> And, like, it doesn't look good. This, like, this looks like the old, like, 90s Power Rangers movies.
1: No, yeah. In the like, sets. This looks like the um, the Knights of Tirnanog.
2: Yeah, Mystic Knights of Tirnanog. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Also, mm-hmm. grateful. <laughs>
1: I don't
3: know what that is.
2: The, this the was a not so great series that Savon tried to make of their own series and they were like, We'll make it Western. We'll put them in Knights Armor instead of Power Rangers.
1: It's basically Iron Power it. Rangers, like literally. Yeah.
4: Okay. okay. Weird. The the initial episode where you get her walking in the like the forest glen and the, the hidden part, like that had pretty decent graphics to it. Like it mm-hmm. really looked like a magical forest, And then you just lose that. It's just God it, that detail I'm i like, was
2: wondering if if there was anything odd about the like the places that they intended to shoot because there were a couple places where they actually used like practical spaces like actual locations for shoots mm-hmm. yeah and then so much else was on a sound stage with like a jacuzzi for the tub where arthur shows his butt yeah like <laughs> i
0: I'm, there are hot springs that exist out there that you could go to.
3: But that was <laughs> an obvious hot hot tub.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was but what I'm saying is is they definitely could have found a hot Oh spring. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were so many parts
2: where even like where she was supposed to be in a forest, um mm-hmm. where they could I, I feel like I'm just gonna talk a whole lot of nonsense about it. There were parts about the series that I was just fine with. I I like this version of Merlin. Uh, yes. but but <laughs> for so much else this series the, the the one that was the most indicative for me of the like the worst acting of the series was the part where she, her and Pim get separated uh, she gets knocked off the horse and then she gets she gets back up off the horse and goes like what like <laughs> it's literally like the, some of the worst like high school not not, not even high school drama club level acting um, there, there's some good high school drama club actors, but yes. it's really bad. She looks around like I have to let everyone know my head hurts by going, What? <laughs> and Pim she- get pulled away. And then she like they do like lip service to the idea of them getting pulled apart and trying to go towards each other. She gets away from the guy who was pulling her away, maybe 15 feet away from Pim, looks at her, and then just runs to the opposite fucking direction. Yeah.
4: It's just it's kind of it's I did kind of like how that was filmed, how chaotic it was. The acting, the right, I guess the choreography of it wasn't great for the main character, but the fact that you just randomly see horses running through, I thought was actually really nice. It was a decent I want to say it probably was a one shot, but
2: that part was good. I like that. Yeah.
4: And the whole thing, I wish that was another dramatic difference from the book. I don't know if you guys want me to go into the differences or not. Yes. I don't know. Okay. So, in the book pym doesn't come back <laughs> like, it's just
3: she's just gone <laughs> which
4: sucks yeah because she's she's a good character now of course there's going to be a second book so maybe she comes back in the second book i don't think i haven't also seen vikings in the book yet either so
3: there's that so that's but- what i want to bring up we've <laughs> literally like, five episodes in and there are so many characters to fucking follow in this thing and no. then they're going to
2: uh, this was this show much. was based on this. This show was started at, uh, like after Game of Thrones. You cannot yeah. level that criticism at this. No, I
3: can. There are way too many
1: fucking characters in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> there
2: are way too. Many characters as as long as that said, have at it, sir. <laughs> the difference
1: here, though, is that we don't care about most of these side characters.
3: I mean, yeah. we're getting an adult Joffrey and and old Cersei, you know, with fucking Uther and his his mom, so. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I do Merlin is about the same in the book as he is in the show at first Merlin's acting seemed a bit too Jack Sparrow for me I think I mentioned that in our text but later on I actually quite enjoyed I was like oh no this is this is the Merlin from the book this is he's doing it really well it was just really thick that first episode and later
2: on I
0: really
2: like the credits for this but I feel like there's there were a couple integral Positions on a staff for a TV show that were filled by more than one person. Like, maybe it was like there's less than one showrunner, someone who should be overseeing something Mm -hmm. uh, for consistency across scenes. But there are so many leaps. And I don't know if it's just being a person who, in any way, shape, or form, has been involved in production. Mm -hmm. Even just in the the last episode, where there was supposed to be a person who was like playing guitar or like lute kind of thing in the background of the scene, that like, they're playing the thing and it's not even like the same speed of what the like the strum is supposed to be Uh, there's a guy there's like a flute that happens in this in the song and they knew the flute was gonna happen because a guy comes up and he's supposed to be whistling the flute part (laughs) there are so many problems with the production of the show though that i just like i don't know what it was did like is someone too young is the main star under the age of 18 and they have to do like kid actor rules but they only have her for like four no. hours of a day
3: No, is definitely over the age of 21
0: That's so yeah. This, here's my question when when did they shoot this last I year don't,
2: yeah it had to have been a yeah, while ago last year
0: yeah okay because it, it,
2: it, was, it wasn't recent
0: it feels very rushed
2: yes it does that's
0: I think that's the problem is because like there's a lot of potential in this story I oh, feel yeah. like oh, like yeah. there's and I actually like I don't think the acting in of itself is necessarily bad like there are some scenes where I'm like ooh that was like you should have done another take of that
2: I don't no. know <laughs> I don't know we come down the same side for this one
0: Well because I guess for me and I don't as we talked about I don't get hung up in production Like, that's... I don't Mm -hmm. care. Like, that's just not my thing. And I only care if the acting's bad if it's so bad that it pulls me out of the story. And this acting acting isn't that bad.
2: During the part where her mom was, like, dying to the point like she crawled into the room where that rock is or whatever there's just blood there's a blood trail not a small one a massive blood trail and then Nimue comes up to her and she's like, like she's just sprawled out on the floor she is dying her last breath is reserved to tell her daughter to take the sword to Merlin and then Nimue comes and she's like mom and she just gets up she just fucking gets up and she's like, Nimway, you got to take this thing. Anyway, hold up. Like, let me fix your hair. Like, they have a lengthy conversation. Her mom is not, like, breathing heavily or anything. And there's not a wound on her. That did pull you out? This is this no. magic. I watch Power Rangers. I don't <laughs> have a problem with them getting hit and sparks flying out of their suits.
3: This show <laughs> is a bridge too far for me. <laughs> I think the problem is, is that I this think- show... Was definitely definitely on a production value of like sci-fi channel. Like they yeah. they put a lot of money into that pilot, and then after that, you don't get much else. I feel no. I just
2: I feel like the acting in the show Vikings is better than or not Vikings. I'm sorry, Vikings is very good. The um the show Norsemen on Netflix, <laughs> <laughs> the, like the office for Vikings, is more believable and realistic than that. <laughs>
1: And that's crazy. Uh, I want to watch that now. That sounds it's it's really yeah. good.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's really- I'm not, yeah, I'm not blown away by the acting, but it's not so bad for me that it it destroys it for me. But yeah, it the storyline feels choppy. Like they ended up with you know, yeah. like okay, we filmed. A 1,000 hours, and we're only going to show you 50 of it. (laughs) Yeah. The choppiness comes at the end of episode
4: 2 and episode 3 when Arthur takes the sword. That doesn't happen in the book. That was the one change that I hated. What,
2: What was supposed to happen there?
4: He just stays with her, and then they meet Morgana. And also, the change I like is that Morgana's not a nun in the book. She's literally just... Just his half sister lives in a thing. She's not a nun. She's basically starting to learn kind of sort of, she's implied that she's trying to learn magic, basically, which in the original tale, Morgana is a sorceress. So that makes sense. Um, Morgana's backstory is a lot better on the show than it is in the book. It makes a lot more sense for a character. But in the book, Arthur, he literally stays with Nume. They do the lake battle together. That is well before they meet... I want to say it's before they meet Morgana in the book That where she just slays all the red paladins. Which is where, in the book, it makes more sense that the paladins are really pissed at her and she gets the name Wolf Blood Witch. Whereas before, like, for the show, she just has a Wolf Blood Witch name because she killed the wolves. But no, in the book, she has it because they see her as a monster because she slayed a bunch of them. A bunch of paladins. It was an embarrassment to the church. So... That's where you get their hatred a lot more. It, it makes a little bit more sense. But instead, they chopped it up with Arthur taking the sword, which I don't necessarily agree with, because if you're basing this off of the Arthur myth, Arthur does have to make decent decisions. Arthur is basically like a Captain America type thing. This, Although this author does have a kind of sort of darker background, he is a self-sword over a knight, um, in a way, trying to gain knighthood, he's still... In general, a good person, but him just straight up taking the sword to do what he does with it to get in a tournament is to me off character.
2: If the, if that and doesn't said- exist, in the, if that doesn't exist in the book, why did they make it happen? Because it happened, mm-hmm. nothing happened with it, and then he just had his whole conversation with her about like, what if you're my honor?
3: Because they like- needed to, they needed a filler episode. They needed yeah. to make ten episodes instead of just eight.
4: I would say I it's a filler episode. I also feel like they did it to change up Morgana's background to make her the the nun with the girlfriend and introduce this new bad, what is her name? I think I wrote her name somewhere. Iris. I, I, she was Iris.
2: I thought she Iris. I don't was think she's Morgana. in the book. Yeah. I thought she was going to be Morgana.
4: No, Morgana is Morgana. Yeah.
0: But See, I, I do like, so compared to the myth, I do like this backstory for Morgana. Yeah. Because, you know, in the myth, Morgana is just portrayed as, evil i mean sure. yeah that's what is, yeah and what this show does
4: and intentionally does is it's like the more feminist version of the arthur myth so like because in the arthur myth you read it it's literally like and she was beautiful and there and the lady like lifted the sword out and boom <laughs> and morgana lived on an island and she was hot so king arthur banged her like and boom like it's mm-hmm. just <laughs> that's about it for women and 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 you know, i mean genevieve and lancelot but she's just Written off. She has an affair on her totally awesome husband. That's <laughs> <laughs> and she becomes a nun for it. Like so it, it, a nun about like, it does go more into what I always hated about the Arthur myth is that there's such interesting female characters that get paragraphs of a line. And that's it.
2: <laughs> I just feel like I, I got so much of the like the service to even that kind of thing. Like which would have been one of the show's strong points from even just the show Merlin a few years ago.
4: Yeah, yeah. Which I actually haven't watched Merlin and it's on my <gasps> list. I need to. I
2: you would know, like.
4: Know you would like it to. I'm gonna write it <laughs> down. I'm gonna go write it down right now and I'm gonna watch it. But um, one of my favorite side things that they throw in is the other mythologies in it. So it's such as like the widow character. She's a. Fascinating folklore monster to me, which is—I don't think they explain her background that much in the show. At least I didn't catch what they did. They didn't in the explain first, it at all. Yeah. So <laughs> the widow is this woman, and she's a widow because her husband was a sailor, and she gets lost at sea, and he never comes back. And her grief is so powerful that she basically turns into a death god, in a way. So she's sort of almost like a banshee. So she gained her immortality through grief. And that's why she wears the black veil and anything. And they they show it in the book. Merlin actually teases her. And he sort of mentions that he, like, heard about her husband or whatever. And she literally, even though it's been thousands of years, is like, is he coming back? Did they find a ship kind of thing? Like, she's slightly more defined in the book than she is in the show. But that's her background. And I absolutely love those, like, grief-stricken gaining immortality through grief kind of sort of things. fascinating. I also quite enjoyed The leopard King too. Um, he's a
0: fascinating character. My, my, irrit- huh? my irritation is the twist we got at the end of episode five. One, I'm very glad that we're binging this because I'm not sure I could watch it episode at a time. Like I feel yeah. that would be exceptionally painful. <laughs> but... Merlin being Nimue's father I'm like that doesn't that doesn't fit with the myth uh,
4: yeah that doesn't fit with the myth at all I did not know that now which I hadn't gotten to that part in the book at least like I think they're a little bit further than I am I'm probably about to read about that but um the other twist that flips the myth is that Uther Pendragon is not Uther Pendragon
2: yeah I do like that
4: is that the queen? Because that I mean, the whole point of King Arthur still being the one true king in the original myth is that King Arthur is the long lost child of Uther Pendragon. King Arthur's line is directly from Julius Caesar's line in Rome. I want to say. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Julius Caesar. Yeah. So that's that's what makes him the one true king. So it's such an interesting switch, and I'm wondering if Arthur's father is not going to be. King Uther, if it's gonna be somebody else, so because hmm. that was to me it was like, oh, what? Like she had a stillborn and just replaced it with somebody. That's insane.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have theories on who the midwife is?
0: Nimue's mother.
3: You don't know that for sure. He said he said that he was prote- protecting her. He obviously did not protect her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Merlin's also a liar in this show. Well, Merlin's a liar in the myth as well, but... <laughs> yeah, that's a huge liar.
1: <laughs> but. Maybe the reason why Merlin is so depowered is because his powers went into Nimue.
4: Yeah,
0: that's... that's
4: yeah, which, like, I didn't know about Merlin being her father until Nimue's like, well, she must know Merlin, and I was like, oh shit. I was yeah. like, <laughs> Kidding me, I was literally was, pissed off. It was true.
2: Like, I there was this part where I was, I was watching the show and I was like, I was texting, and you know how like your brain just kind of works on things in the background. Yep. Yeah, I was texting around that part where, um, uh, oh, I forget his name right now. Um, the, the Green Knight, whatever, his uh, Gawain. Gawain? yeah, Gwen. When, when, when did you
3: recognize that actor? No, who is he? He, he looks so familiar though. He's in the later seasons of Misfits. He's the dude that has the detachable penis. He's handsome. Bar- He's sexy barman? Yep.
0: <laughs> oh my god. You're missing
2: all that penis? Penis? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, I think his name was <laughs> Alex was his name?
3: I think so, something like that.
2: I am sorry. But no, like there there was this time right when um, uh, when like when he came in, I was t- I was texting and I was just like wait. No, no, they're not. They're not. And it just something it struck my, my brain, it yeah. hit, and I was mm-hmm. so mad. i so like bad. when it actually like, episode ended, I just had like this like what that would have been like eight minutes at that point of just leading up, like, don't you fucking do it. Don't, don't. you fucking do it. I know.
4: <laughs> I get it. That was me too. When and he was like, Oh, she like as soon as she said it the way she said it, because my mother must have known him. And I was like,
0: no, just <laughs> don't do
4: it. And then they do the meeting, and Merlin's not looking at her. And I was like, no, you yeah, gotta be kidding me. Like, I get it. You've changed Arthur's background. You've changed Morgana's background. You've changed all this stuff. Arthur is too old, too. But like, he's just too old. Yeah, he's too old. He's fourteen when he pulls the sword out of the stone, which technically, that apparently, is not going to happen. And I mean, I guess the other difference is they call it the sword of power instead of Excalibur
3: or the dragon's tooth or devil's tooth tooth
4: or devil's tooth. It's it's Excalibur. It's not fooling anybody.
0: Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a sword. sword.
0: Yeah. (laughs) uh, But in any case, it was a lot. Five episodes was a lot, but not a lot.
4: No, I I, I did kind of just want to finish it. Which way well, we get to finish it in a week? So, <laughs>
0: indeed.
2: No. For for anyone who who may be watching ahead of us, who's not watching the show, what is the show we're going to do after this one? Do we decide that already?
3: We Umbrella did. Umbrella Academy. Yeah, we're going to do season Umbrella two. Academy so season okay. two. Mm-hmm.
0: John's leading that one.
3: Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we, are we planning on doing that one week to week, or are we doing uh, half so- and half? That one's up to you guys. I'm okay good. with like two
1: I at a time.
2: Like, Those have a
1: good. lot to unpack. That's okay. true. Yeah, and show.
4: I have a lot to unpack about season one. That's why. <laughs> <not do>
3: that. <laughs> Anything else anybody wants to say about the next five episodes of Cursed?
4: I, I am curious. One of my theories is I think the grave monk might possibly be Fey, and I'm wondering if any of you think that is well? I'm convinced.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, okay. he is. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond the shadow of doubt. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank Inclusive? you. I just to make sure And he eventually guy. is gonna kill the uh, head red paladin. Yeah. Uh, head
2: okay. What's it with their with their stupid
3: heads?
0: I don't know if they're just <laughs> where they like, shaved a cross into their heads. Oh yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Brand, cross yeah. their heads? Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. It's so
3: stupid. But, but wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. I agree with everybody else that he's a fay, but what if there's a twist and he's the stillborn baby?
2: It's still a possibility. Oh,
0: that'd be crazy. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> would be the <laughs> midwife.
3: See, that's what we need to find out who this midwife is. Okay, sorry.
0: The midwife's Nimway's mother. <laughs> Let's see why this is so complicated.
3: I'm telling you, because he didn't protect her. He said she was under his protection. <laughs> The red red paladins came in and just fucking killed her. He didn't protect her at all.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, Merlin's a piece of shit. So you know. <laughs> that's fair. Even even in
2: like the Disney version of of Merlin, he's still Merlin. kind of a doo doo. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> no. Merlin is never a pleasant
4: person. Mm-mm. He he's seen too much. He's done too much. <laughs> that's, that's it. Merlin is. So
3: you're saying he, Merlin should be played by J.K. Sims then. Because he does all those all state or er, State Farm commercials. <laughs> we see, we, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing oh, or two. Farmers, farmers, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> farmers, yeah.
1: No, the, the best version it. of Merlin was Stanley Tucci and the uh, Transformers the last night. Oh man,
3: drunk Stanley <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tucci!
0: <laughs> I forgot about that movie. You should. I have never seen that movie, and I don't think don't. I ever want to. Do not.
3: Just don't.
2: don't. Yeah. You've <laughs> literally all of the Transformers movies except for the first what eight minutes of Bumblebee. That's cool.
3: No, you can watch the first one. The first one's oh, great.
1: Actually, kind of a tangential to this, but the uh the trailer for the Rooster Teeth produced uh Transformers mm-hmm. War for Cybertron came out and that looks really good. It's essentially yeah. the fleshed out first 8 minutes of the Bumblebee movie in like long series form. It looks mm-hmm. awesome. I'm looking forward to that one honestly. Same here. Miles Luna's in it.
2: Dude, he, he does all their stuff now. He's he's the voice of the Energizer Bunny. really <laughs> He's literally, he doesn't speak. He literally, no he literally, he speaks now and it's miles it's <laughs> fucking crazy
1: hey mitch did you recognize the actor that's playing the head uh paladin uh i
3: did recognize him um I, and i know i had to go look him up too uh to figure out where it was i, I recognized it from oh he's from westworld
1: yes he plays James Delos, who That's was right. only in season two. Yeah, but he's like a really important character overall for the story. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I am so tired of just the trope of the inquisitorial groups that go in and try to stamp out, you know, pagans or natives under the name of this savior who, like, are <laughs> completely doing the opposite. For I just hate it. It's such small dick energy. Like, people need to hey. stop taking. Saying, you know,
0: the it's the same thing. Is that's what actually happens? I yeah, If you're
1: tired of imagining. Why, nature why does this keep repeating in history. Like, you know, when I read the story about how like the the conquistadors and the 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 priests that went with them destroyed all of those tablets with all this like astronomical information that the Mayans mm-hmm. had. I'm like, why you stupid idiots? Why? No. Dumb! I hate you. I hate these people. I just hate those yeah. people.
2: No, imagine, imagine if you are tired of it. Imagine being of an indigenous group.
3: <laughs> I mean,
2: I mean if I, if I back enough, I is know what mean? Like at the time when it was happening, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> like directly affected, yeah. I'd be like, dude, <laughs> you <just> suck. <laughs> uh,
3: I my one of my things I, I had an issue with is that they, you know, I know I only have like. D&D versions of paladins in my head, but they keep calling them <laughs> paladins and I'm like, those aren't paladins <laughs> they, they didn't divine strike anybody
1: <laughs> They're not, they're not they're even wearing clean.
3: holy armor <laughs> They're wearing robes <laughs> Oh, also, they're Pope Like, what is up with that dude's face? Like, is there gonna be a scene later where he deages and then we see the actual actor beneath all that prosthetic makeup? No, they cut it just like they did for Guy Pierce. <laughs> no i understand no. okay maybe
1: oh no we're meant to see a flashback that's why he's gonna be younger and you know probably also had sex with nimoy's mother
3: oh my <laughs> god he's
2: actually arthur <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: one thing,
3: one thing i did i did like and i i told this to elizabeth was that uh when um what was it when the 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 widow speaks to Merlin for the first time she's she's like oh the shadow lords are not going to be happy about this um, and when he first mentioned that i'm like oh there's going to be like this you know dark group of demon lords and stuff like that and then when we get to the leper king and it's like it's more like shadow council it's more like hey there's a government that or these there's a council of people that is actually directly
0: The Kingmakers.
3: Kingmakers, yeah, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So I was like, oh, that's a lot more interesting. (laughs) Do you think that one was more interesting? I think that's more interesting than Shadow, because I've seen so much stuff that's with that kind of stuff.
2: I guess, I don't know, in that moment, I was just like, "Ah, cool, he's like a fat, gross, like, pussed up, like, coke brother.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) It's far more, it's far closer to reality. Yeah. (laughs) When our kings are... Elected officials are really chosen by a small group in the shadows. Yep, so. that's about right.
4: I did like the the Budica reference too. You're right, weird, but Budica.
2: <laughs> this makes me long for the days of when we were watching the Great.
3: <laughs> oh, it does it now? <laughs> wow! You, you can you can yell at a huzzah then.
2: <laughs> huzzah! No, I, I liked that show. You guys rushed the ending.
0: I liked the show too. We, we have other things that are coming out, despite the fact that nothing can be shot right now.
2: No, there's nothing else happening anywhere.
1: Okay. <laughs> I have to make our own content and then we'll talk about that. <laughs> I mean, that seems unfair.
0: <laughs> seems a little biased.
3: We just have to get other people to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Steve, where can people find you online? You can find me across all social media
2: networks as either Peppermint Gentleman or Peppermint Gent. Come find me.
3: And make sure you check out his new uh, art Twitter page. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, where can people find you online?
4: You can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey writes. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok as the same. If you do the TikToking.
3: TikToking. <laughs> <laughs> John, where can people find you?
1: You can see me live tweeting on Wednesdays now for my Aubrey Plaza Thon on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> okay, I am at Magic Bollocks. And I guess if you really want to, you can also read things that I write on Geek Elite Media.
3: Elizabeth, where can people find you online?
0: With the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page, forward slash Geek Elite Media.
3: Find me on Twitter. I am at Michipedia G E M. G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. Please check out our website, geeklymedia.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network. Check out our Patreon page, which is up, and check out the tiers. See what you can get if you want to be one of our sponsors. Also, rate and review our show on any podcatcher that you use. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to Geek out.
0: Out!